Shulchan Arachadav, we are in Simin Tov, Kuf Pehei. We begin Halacha Zayin, section 585, Halacha number 7. It is desirable that the mouth of the shofar be pointed upward rather than to the side. And this is in the spirit of the phrase, and this is from Tilim. Perek Memzayin Pasuk Vav 47.6 that says, Allah Lekim God ascends through the sounding of the shoifer. Allah Chaches 8. Im hischeliska yavalayachalashem kalashleishem tekiyois yiska acher tachtof. Let's say somebody started to sound the shoifer and was unable to complete all 30 shofar blasts and later we'll explain why 30 shofar blasts are required. So if a person cannot complete the 30 blasts, another person should replace him. If he too cannot complete the mitzvah, he should be replaced by still another person, and so on, until the mitzvah is completed. Now none of these replacements are required to recite the blessing, and therefore they should not recite the blessing. And the reason is because they all fulfill their obligation with the blessing recited by the first individual. Moreover, even if that individual is unable to sound even one note, his blessing was not recited in vain. In other words, the first one, the the the, the, tekeia, the Baltakea, made the bracha and then couldn't even make one note, some, so someone had to replace him. It's still not considered a bracha levatala because his intent in reciting it was that all the listeners should discharge their obligation. In other words, to hear the blast of the shofar, not that he should sound the shofar. And this is why those who sound the shofar after him and the congregation who heard his blessing do not have to recite a blessing again. If, by contrast, he is replaced by a person who did not hear his bracha, a person didn't hear him say the blessing, so then that person must recite a blessing before he sounds the shofar because he did not fulfill his obligation with the blessing recited by the first individual Moreover, in order to fulfill his own obligation, he must begin the sequence of shofar blasts from the beginning. This concludes Halacha Ches. Halacha Test 9. When does the above apply? When the person sounding the shofar has not fulfilled his own obligation, for he has not heard the sounding of the shofar at all. If, however, he heard the sounding of all the shofar blasts in another shul, so then he is not required to recite a blessing before he sounds the shofar because the congregation already heard the blessing the blessings from the first person who attempted to sound the shofar. So now as we're talking about the replacement, if the replacement already heard the shofar in another shul, so then he does not have to say a bracha before sounding the shofar because the congregation can rely on the bracha that was said by the first person that, uh, like we said, tried to blow the shofar. Halacha yud, 10. It is customary for the Shliach Tzibur who led the morning service to read out the order of the shofar blast word by word for the person sounding the shofar so that he will not err, he won't make any mistakes. And this is a desirable custom. See also section 590. Now we should note that this is not Minik Chabad, it is not the, the custom in Lubavitch, for somebody to call out the sounds of the shofar. Moreover, in Sefer Hagim, 
it says that according to Lubavitch custom, the person who is called the Makri, who guides the individual sounding the shofar, the tekeah, does not actually voice the names of the required shofar blasts, but simply points to them in the siddur one by one. And that is how it is done in Chabad. Okay. Halacha Yid Aleph 11. Aser, Lital Sachar, Liskaya, Shefer, Beresh, Hashan, Afilu, Scharuhu, Me'arav Yemtev, Vishu, Neital, Schar, Yemtev, Va'aser, Mitam, Shinizbar, Besimin, Shinvav, Ayin, Sham, Vimnatal, Enirez, Membracham, Eze, Sachar, Lo'olam. It is forbidden to receive payment for sounding the Shefer, Rosh Hashan, even if one was hired before Yemtev began. And therefore, there was no transaction that was conducted on Rosh Hashanah, but it's still forbidden. The reason is that he would be receiving wages for working on Yom Tif, and that is forbidden for the reason, the reasons that are explained in section 306. See that source, near the Al-Tarebbe says that it's forbidden to receive payment specifically for an activity performed on Shabbos or Yom Tif. And he adds that many authorities, indeed this is common practice, take a lenient approach and permit hiring a person for such activities because the mitzvah is involved and the prohibition is merely a safeguard for a rabbinic ordinance. Furthermore, there is an option of hiring the person to provide ongoing services for the community, including some that are performed on weekdays. In such a case, the sounding of the shaper is not being paid for separately as a distinct task. A global payment of this kind, which is also common in the case of Chazanim, for example, is permitted by all authorities. Mr. Shem will see more on this subject in tomorrow's share. This concludes today's share.